Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe. Coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. Tuesday crew, Eddie Kalegi with Alex Carminati, Amir Lighty, and Brett Hahn here on 88.7 WRSU-FM New Brunswick. Great to be here back from spring break. We've got a lot to cover today. We'll be talking some Rutgers men's lacrosse later in the show. Of course, NCAA tournament, March Madness. Uh, it's unfortunate for Rutgers on Wednesday, but a New Jersey school in St. Peter's on its way to the Sweet 16. We'll talk about all of that, probably some NBA and NFL later on too. But a big day for Rutgers when it comes to the football world, Pro Day and we have some audio. Jack Basea was there to cover it all. So uh, let's send it over to uh, Jack Basea and we can check out what happened in Pro Day. I, uh, it's great to see all these scouts and executives and coaches here today. It's uh, it's not where we're going to be, but it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Those of you who have been around know that this had become quite a spectacle back in the day. So that's the goal to get back there. When you do, that means you have that number of... NFL players, we're on our way. How's it changed, I guess, going pandemic aside from when you were here last time? It's, you know, over a decade, I assume pro days have evolved in some way. You know, I don't know if it's changed very much. Okay. I mean, you still do a lot of the same drill work. Uh, guys who go to the combine, you know, they're going to do different things than guys who didn't go to the combine. But uh, you know, it's a it's a big day for these guys, right? It's a job interview that uh, you physically have to be on. And if you're not, those times, as I, as I said to the staff this morning, when you run a, a 40 time at the combine, that 40 time travels with you your whole career in the NFL. So every time your tag is up there, it says that time. So you know, I thought Bo and, and Pop had really, really impressive showings at the combine. And those times will travel with them now for their career, which is good for them. Well, the advice I give them isn't going to help them if they haven't done the work, right? But every one of these guys is prepared the right way. I like to think we taught them how to prepare. Uh, many of them went to training facilities to, to prepare. Some stayed here. But um, if you're prepared, then you should just go out and focus on what you're doing. If you're not, it's not going to matter. Greg, a little bit of a different question here, but how much stock do you put into a kid's NFL potential when recruiting them out of high school? Well, you know, the, the guys that we're looking to recruit to win a championship in the Big Ten are the guys that are going to potentially be NFL players. That's, that's for sure. And when you look at football teams that are championship teams, football teams that are perennial bowl teams, they have a consistent flow of NFL players on their roster. That's just kind of the evolution so yeah am I saying that when I'm recruiting the guy no you know I try to say what will he be for Rutgers but um, if he's that for Rutgers if he's an all Big Ten player for Rutgers he's going to be a pro football player most of the time yeah 03 is uh, you know he was a huge help when we came here, it was a great influence on our football team. Bought into what we were doing, hook, line, and sinker, and uh, played really well. Unfortunately, that injury in, his, in our second year together really 
kind of held him back. But uh, you know, I don't know if anybody was playing much better than him at the position in the Big Ten our first year. He really was had a special year, and that's what he's capable of. Yeah, you know, Bo, Bo can do a lot of things, right? Bo, when I watch Bo with the ball in his hand, he's, he's got running back type skills and he plays wide out. Um, you know, he's a very, very good returner as well. We didn't use him in all returns. We used him sometimes. But uh, that was really because he was also our best wide out. So, we, you know, risk reward. But I think Bo is a versatile player and, and there's no substitute for the speed. Speed is you have it or you don't. Is it the kind of same thing with Isaiah? What do you see as his potential his role? Yeah, you know, I think Pop is gonna be a really good NFL player. I think that uh, he can do all the things you need to do in the NFL. He can run the football, he can protect, and he'll be able to be a, a very good special teams player. And unless you're the guy that's rushing for, you know, a thousand yards, you better be a really good special teams player as a running back because the, the main guy's getting the, the, the most carries, and then the rest of y'all are there to back up. And to, you know, maybe you're a third down situational back, but you're playing on teams. How, how do you do? You work with a guy like Isaiah in practice. You don't want him on special teams necessarily on Saturdays, but that is going to be his path potentially. So yeah, I mean, how does a guy kind of adjust to that? Well, he was in, he was a depth guy for us on special teams. He wasn't, you know, if we could avoid playing him, we would. But he got work on special teams at our practices every day, you know. And if he wasn't involved in the particular team we were doing that day, then he, he worked with the offensive coaches that weren't involved in special teams. Do you like to bring other older guys back, players and stuff? Was it like seeing some of them? I know this is a day you always did that. Well, yeah, you know, it's great to see some of the uh, the former players, and I'm sure there's guys I haven't seen because I was down in the office doing stuff. But uh, it's always good to see them. And like I said, this gets bigger and bigger, and I can't wait. Uh, as that occurs. Big day for these guys today, though. Set a prayer for them and hope they can go out there and do the very best. That was Coach Greg Schiano, the Rutgers football team. Today, Pro Day on the banks of Rutgers University. Back here on the crew, Alex Carbonati, Eddie Kalegi, Amir Lighty, Brett Hahn also with us. And gentlemen, you know, this has been a big day for Rutgers players, those who are, are aspiring to make the NFL. Two top players, of course, for Rutgers who are who are going to be in the draft and most likely get drafted are Bo Melton, Isaiah Pacheco, and they stood out especially at the combine several weeks ago, talking about their uh, their uh, their forty yard dashes. Bo Bo Melton, how he's been such a important factor for this Rutgers team for several years, especially offensively, not just as a receiver. Uh, uh, receiver, but in general, again on the, on those jet sweeps too, and how he can be used, you know, in, in many ways, not just in, in the passing game, but in the running game as well. And for Pacheco, a guy who has who has had over a thousand rushing yards, and a guy who has been so consistently dominant in the running game, someone who's just j- just a power back, his physicality he drives through, and the way he was, he ran that four three at the forty uh, yard dash. That also play, you know played a main factor as well. So Eddie, I'll start with you on this. I mean, guys like Pacheco, guys like Melton. And sure, they're not your first-round top-notch picks, but they're good picks that could be drafted in maybe the third, the fourth, the fifth, maybe somewhere in that area where a team could sweep in and steal a guy like that, especially how, with how strong they're starting in the combine and on pro day. 
Yeah, for sure. Starting with Melton, I mean, he dealt with a lot of injuries last season, sure. but when he was out there, he was lethal. And like you said, it wasn't just last season. It was the past three, four years. Even with Rutgers offenses that weren't really that dynamic, especially under Chris Ash, Bo yeah. Melton was still found a way to thrive. So, And, you know, in an era... Tyreek Hill has sort of reinvented the game where you need a speedy receiver. You need someone who can kind of be out there for that trickery and that type of play. Mm -hmm. And Bo Melton could fit in with some offenses. So, like you said, none, none of these guys are going to be first, second round picks. But later in the draft, when you're really looking for a weapon, mm -hmm. I mean, he'd be a good choice. And Pacheco as well, he ran yeah. a 4.37 uh, 40-yard dash, which is really good for a running back, especially one that wasn't necessarily known as a speedster, sure. he was, you know, they called him Pop because he was a power back a that pop, could right, pop exactly. a run. He and gives get a through. pop. He was he was more physical, more agitated in that regard. He wasn't known for the flashy play or the fat, flashy run and the ridiculous speed that some backs do have in college and in, in the NFL. Amir, I'll go to you next. And overall, you know, Bill Melton's been the face, I guess you could say, of Rutgers football for the past few years. I mean, again, even with the Chris Ash era and even with the down years of the past. Bill Melton still was a guy who stood out and was able to make a play regardless of who was throwing to him. Arch Dukowski, Noah Vedrill, whoever the quarterback was. So for a guy like Bill Melton, the way he's been so successful thus far at the Combine, he stood out at the uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl game, Pro Day as well here. I mean, a guy like that could be a real you know, top-notch Rutgers drafted player into the NFL, a really household name that could make or break Rutgers when it comes to a, you know, NFL standpoint, a guy like Melton could be one of those next top names, like guys where we've seen from Devin McCourty, Sebastian Joseph Day, who just won a championship with the Rams against uh, the Bengals, Clark Harris, uh, you know, folks of that nature. So when when you look at the amount of Rutgers, you know, talent and the amount of Rutgers professional players that have made the NFL, again, the guys that I mentioned under Greg Schiano. Bell Melton comes in, Greg Schiano comes in in 2020, he builds him up even better than what he was to begin with, and Bell Melton could be that next top name when it comes to Rutgers players making the pros. No, for sure, I think so. Um, I mean, like, look, we don't we don't have the great, like you said, we don't have the greatest track record of NFL, you know, athletes from sure. Rutgers. Like, we definitely have a couple, like you said, McCourty and Sebastian Day, but, you know, Bo is definitely a one, just like, um, you know, just like the, the basketball team, you know, he's a culture changer. All of them, all these Athletes from you know the 2017 class, like 2016, Gio like Ron Gio, Harper Ron, and, guys like and all that, right. exactly. Those are the culture changes. They want to show that they can play at that next level and they can change the way they uh, Rutgers is you know show like shown to, uh, to other opponents. So uh -huh. I think you know Bo Bo is definitely gonna be the one that's not gonna go out without a fight. He's sure. gonna try his hardest. He know what his dream is. Even and I honestly think you know I'm, I think he could be a late second round. I know mm. it might be a little hard to say that, but I think he can be a little steel late second round because a lot of people like you know when you have those good pro days you have those good combine days a Absolutely. lot of owners and GMs like to be like okay he's a hard worker like yeah. I think we can get we can even develop him even better and then get him to a point where he can help us even way more than we, we thought you know as a second round or even a third round pick Absolutely. so you know I think you know that though Bo is definitely going to be a one is definitely going to um, just, sh just show out and, and put Rutgers I think back on the map about you know, athletes going into the league, and he's one of the also, you know, like Gio and Ron on them. You can you can go to football and sure. say he's also a culture changer. Yeah. And you know, with Greg and Greg Schiano coming in, and you know, even develop him even better, more uh -huh. you know, and just putting him through what he has to do. And you know, it's just it's great to see those type of players shining because they know what they worked for. They know, you know, he could have if he wanted to, he could have probably definitely went to the transfer portal sure. and played another year. Same with Pacheco. Exactly, Pacheco too. They could went to the 
transfer portal and they could have went in and you know probably went to maybe a, another Big Ten maybe because they're good. They could definitely hit one of those bigger schools and you know even develop even more and put their draft stock even more. But they want to go in now. They know that they're hardworking and they sure. know that this might be the best time. And Greg Schiano put them in that that position to do it. Yeah, and I just want to jump yeah. into with Schiano. He's a it. draft stock skyrocketing coach. Absolutely. We've seen in years even when Rutgers wasn't great per se in the like early 2010s yeah they'd make a bowl they get six wins but you'd have guys like logan ryan mohammed sanu that he was able to develop and then they turned into you know really solid nfl players that may have not been high up on the boards coming out of rutgers necessarily but ended up grinding out solid careers and now with shiano back having worked with pacheco and with melton and with maybe others who could potentially find a roster spot i mean i think it could be really beneficial for these guys and i think it sets a trend that rutgers like amir said could get back on the map as it's as a potential place that where you can find NFL talent absolutely and Amir you bring up great points about culture changers yeah Gio Baker Ron Harper those are your main two guys you think of for basketball the more you think about na- that now if you compare it to football Bo Melton Isaiah Pacheco those are your culture changers for football and if you if you want to go on the big three path football Greg Schiano the coach Bo Melton the receiver Pacheco the running back we, we, we look at basketball, Steve Peichel, the head coach, Ron Harper, Geo Baker, the guards. So you put all that together, it's very similar in comparison and how guys like that who are super, super, super talented, they can go anywhere else in the Big Ten, anywhere else in the Power Five, but they choose to stay at Rutgers, they choose to build up the reputation of Rutgers and also make a name for themselves as guys who are able to build a Rutgers culture, a successful Rutgers culture. Uh, Ellis Gordon's also with us now as we speak, and Ellis... Uh, you know, when it comes to Pacheco especially, and honestly, the more I think about it and the more that we look back, I think some of us sort of underestimated the actual job and the actual things Pacheco did for this Rutgers program. Sure, he was injured a lot. Sure, he didn't get enough playing time because of the injuries. Sure, he wasn't targeted enough at times. But when you look at what he's done the past month or so in this combine, he's really proving a name for himself, and he's really been a player that many Rutgers analysts and Rutgers folks kind of underestimated and didn't realize the uh, potential and the amount of input he really put on this team. Yeah, no, and uh, part of it also was the bad offensive line wasn't doing him any good, but I think people have seen now time and time again he's a hard runner. Absolutely. And more importantly, he's a blocker, mm-hmm. um, which is huge because the NFL, like if, you can, if you're run, a blocking running back in the NFL, you'll at least be guaranteed a backup, like a really good bo- blocking running back, you'll at least be guaranteed a backup spot because NFL loves blocking running backs because they're so important to so many sets on the offense. I know Pacheco today was talking to the Bills um, uh, scouts. They also they lost Matt Breida to the Giants. They're going to need a running back. Today he ran um, a four five five on the three-cone and a six eight nine shuttle. So, I mean... These are these are encouraging signs. I think you're gonna be a late draft pick. I think you're gonna see Pacheco as a third or second running back on a team that needs a third or second running back that can block and he'll get in those carries as well. And with an injury too, I think Pacheco has a chance to make a name for himself. He runs hard. Yeah, he's not a perfect running back. I wish sometimes he went more north and south than east and west. Sure. But he was a hard runner and he can block the NFL will always look for running backs that have those two qualities because those two qualities are extremely rare in running backs. So I, I think he's going to get drafted. I think there's teams that could totally use his service. I'm not projecting him to be a starter by any means, but I think at some point in his career, you're going to see Pacheco in a good backup role in the NFL. Mm. And in terms of Bo Melton, I know you guys talked about him. I'm not sure how extensively, but um, he's the real deal. You see his combine stats. You, see his, you saw his production on the field. He has a chance to be a very good receiver in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always hard. You know, it's always hard. I, I would even say it's hard to project 
NFL players than NBA players, but that's a different debate. But it's hard to project both receivers, especially in the league and how they adjust. And Bo Melton is a little undersized, but I think I I really do think Bo Melton has the talent to make it. And then and yeah, this is any if you're being drafted in the NFL, it's always good for a program and NBA too. It's always good for a program sure. because it says to guys, I can make it to the because most guys is goal when they come into college sports is make it to the league right mm. and if you're give if you have a place that you're looking at Rutgers if you're a New Jersey basketball player or football player you're like mm, I'm considering Rutgers because it's in-state you know all that good stuff about being in-state um and now they're like well they just had two players maybe even three drafted in the draft so I can make it myself this is that's what that's what all the big programs, Kentucky in basketball, Ohio State in football, that's what they bank their reputation on. Sure. Rutgers needs to instill that reputation again from when Chiano had it, and if they do, they can be a much better program. Hmm. Those are really intriguing points, and you mentioned guys like Pacheco and Melton, of course, who are going to be in the draft, who will probably get drafted third, fourth, fifth round, somewhere in that nature. Possibly, we're not quite sure yet. It reminds me of basketball. Ron Harper Jr. could be a second-round pick this year. Maybe first, possibly. Mostly second, I think. But Geo Baker as well. Maybe he gets drafted, maybe he doesn't. Jaden Jones does, just declared his name into the NBA draft for Rutgers. So, Brett, when it comes to the football players for our Rutgers being drafted and the basketball players, we're going a little off-topic here, but the point is, is that for football mainly, if you have two big names like this who get drafted, let's say third, fourth, fifth round, even basketball, let's say Ron or Jaden or whoever, if one guy for basketball even gets drafted this year, that says a lot about Rutgers taking a step as a whole in the past few years, Shiano back on the banks in two, three seasons, whatever it's been so far, and Coach Peichel being here since 2016, the goal is to get Rutgers to the best level possible. They've been to March Madness back-to-back years. They have competed heavily in the Big Ten. Even though it was a back-and-forth year this past season, they still beat four ranked Big Ten teams in a row. Three at home, one on the road in uh, on the on the road in Wisconsin. When you put all that together, the reputation here just seems to be stronger for Rutgers on in both football and basketball. But for football, most importantly, for guys like Melton and Pacheco, they can set a new precedent for what Rutgers football is going to be and how Rutgers football players can commonly, possibly make the NFL and be drafted in the NFL. I completely agree with you on Pacheco and Melton. I mean, they're they're changing the narrative, right? For the longest time, everybody looked at Rutgers football and said, "Why? Why would I go play for that team? They're a joke, right?" But now, with you know, with with recent draft picks like Sebastian Joseph Day that you guys are alluding to, obviously the McCourty twins are iconic. You know, Ray Rice before he before he did the stuff he did, you know, it was a pretty iconic prospect. He was still a household name here at Rutgers. He, he was still a household name, exactly. And and Bo Melton too. Like I I'm, I was reading the NFL.com scouting report for him, and I feel like they're kind of disrespecting him a little bit. Here it says, has value as a gunner on special teams, but wide receiver five might be a ceiling as a late rounder. I I, I mean, I feel like he's going to end up being a late round pick. He we, we didn't really see that developed of routes. Now, is that the fault of quarterback play? Absolutely. But he's, he's shown that he has game-breaking speed. His floor as a special teams guy will at least get him consideration if he doesn't get drafted. And... You know, like you guys were saying before, I, I was listening in about how Tyreek Hill, you know, that guy changed the game. There used to be such a uh, such a stigma on undersized receivers. Stay away from them. They're, they're not going to be able to get past the press. But guys like Tyreek Hill, you're seeing with game-breaking speed, elite route running, and most offenses now run on that 
and put up more points as a result. So Bo Melton's definitely going to have a place in the league. He, he's a hard worker, like you guys are saying, and and he's shown this year, despite you know missing a lot of time with injuries, that he's that he plays hard and that he has what it takes physically and mentally to make it to the next level. For a lot of prospects and a lot of teams, you know, with guys on the bubble, it's about how hard do you want it. Sure. And. I, I, I've seen out of Bo Melton, especially Isaiah Pacheco, who runs like a madman. Uh, oh, they want it for sure. He, they, they, it. they want it. They you want it. it. The, the hunger is there. And if the hunger is there, you have a place in the league. And yeah. you've seen it with both of them. Yeah. No, absolutely. And not just those guys, Bo and uh, Pop, Isaiah Pacheco, Coach Gianno and company call him Pop because he's Pacheco and he'll pop right at you. You never know what's going to happen. But um, guys like Trey Avery today stood out a bit. Julius Turner, someone else trying to get out there. Uh, Onlakule Fadakasi, guys like that. Those three names have been some of the other big names for Rutgers the past three, four seasons here on the Banks, Eddie. And, you know, when you look at guys like that, sure, Bo and Isaiah are going to be your main two faces who most likely will get drafted this year and who have stood out to begin with, combine, senior bowl game, things of that nature. For Pro Day today, how about guys like that? Guys like Avery Fadakasi, uh, Turner, folks like that. How can they also play an impact in their futures? How can they be similar to guys like Bo and Isaiah? Well, let's think about last season. Aside from the Ohio State game and the Wisconsin game, the other 10 games really, you couldn't say anything bad necessarily about the Rutgers defense. The defense really stood strong, and even on games where Noah Vedral struggled or the offense couldn't really get the running game going. The defense kept them in those games, specifically the game against Michigan. Michigan stayed until the fourth quarter. So a lot of those guys played a big part. You mentioned three names, all of them great. The one I really think is compelling is Julius Turner. Because the second half of last last season, there were so many injuries for the Scarlet Knights, and we talked a lot about Crookshank and about Melton, but there were so many on defense too, including Fadakasi who were out. Julius Turner was one of the only players out there that wasn't a freshman or sophomore Mm. and having that veteran presence and still being able to hold Indiana to three points to be able to keep a good fight with Northwestern to be able to get that win over Illinois I you got to give credit where credit is due and I think Julius Turner as a nose tackle who can also flex out you can play him at linebacker potentially as well because he has speed I, I think there's some real possibility with him potentially like you said Probably not as a draft pick, but you never know. There's a, there's so many undrafted guys. There's so many great sure. stories in the NFL that might not get the gr- recognition. The yeah, they might not get the recognition they may have deserved on draft day, but if they can find themselves onto a practice squad, injuries happen, they stand out in training camp, suddenly they can get a chance on an NFL roster. Absolutely, and the one game especially that, uh, especially that comes to my mind is the Penn State loss. Hey, they, they lost by four touchdowns. Okay, fair enough. Before that game exploded into what it was, the Rutgers, defense was able to hold Penn State to seven points in the first half and that touchdown came in the final two minutes of the half keep in mind so say what you want about the Rutgers offense and the struggles or and what have you that Rutgers defense with Turner with uh you know players of that nature they were able to really hone down a Penn State team that was number four at one point sure they tracked back they were a different team in November than they were to kick off the season but the fact that a, a Penn State team that Rutgers always struggles against that, that and 
in-state college, too, keep in mind, that they were able to hold them down to seven points, and that seven-point score came within the final two minutes of the game. Sure, they lost the game by 28, uh, in total, 28-zip, but still, the fact that Turner played a massive role in that first half to keep the Rutgers offense on its toes and alive as best as possible, and to keep Rutgers in the game in general as best as possible, it says a lot about a guy like Julius Turner who, who has the character, the will, the manpower to do what he can do, even in such difficult situations. It is. It's true. It is indeed. And look, we'll see what happens with this Rutgers team going forward. Pacheco, Melton, they'll most likely get drafted third, fourth, fifth round, maybe second for Bo Amir, you were saying. Who knows? Possibly. You know, not stranger things, but things like this could happen in any way possible. And in general for this pro day, hey, Rutgers, say what you want about the 5-7 and seven record and the fact that they got to the ball just because Texas A&M had a COVID issue and they ended up losing by 28 points or whatever it was to Wake Forest. They got blown out, fair enough. But in that game, they were they were within it in the first half in that game in Jacksonville. Chris Sacone, Dennis Geiser, they can tell you all about it. But even though they lost that game, um, Rutgers in that game, especially in that first half, did show potential, especially on the defensive side. They they did lose big to Wake Forest, who was a pretty good team, a top 10, top 20 team in the country. The fact that Rutgers kept toe-to-toe with them for at least one half a play, like they did with Penn State earlier in the year, like they did with certain other teams. Michigan, they lost to by seven overall, and Michigan went on to go to the college football playoff. So the fact that Rutgers has been able to show that type of promise and that potential, hey, it shows a lot about where this team is going, even though you know they have losing records, they barely get into bowls, they just get there, they've got offensive issues, what have you. They have certain star players players that are, again, standing out. And right now, you're seeing Bo, uh, Bo Melton and Isaiah Pacheco stand out at the most crucial moments of their careers, of whether or not they're going to be draft picks, of whether or not they're going to make the pros, the NFL, all of that. And the Combine has been the, the ultimate example. Melton killing it in the Reese, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl has been a phenomenal example. And Pro Day today, you know, what we're seeing and what we're hearing about from Bo Melton, Pacheco, and certain other Rutgers players about the possibility of getting drafted, nonetheless being in the draft draft class and draft ability to begin with, it says a lot about where Rutgers is going. And again, it might not show right now, you know, stat-wise and production-wise and bowl game-wise and bowl wins-wise and just wins in general. But it shows a lot about what's being built when you bring back Greg Schiano into the Rutgers system, when you bring back Greg Schiano to Rutgers football. And we know what he did over a decade ago, you know, on the banks here, making Rutgers a top-notch team. Big East, different conference than Big Ten, but still a top-notch team, a top-seven team at one point, and multiple bowl games, a few bowl game wins, and several players that went on to be great players in the NFL. Again, guys like, uh, you know, De- Devin McCourty, Sebastian Joseph Day, Clark Harris, Ray Rice, so many p- great players, Mohamed Sanu, and now the next few names could be Bo Melton and Isaiah Pacheco. We'll see how it plays out, but with that, we'll take a break. That was a little Pro Day coverage here. Rutgers Pro Day today was on the banks towards uh, uh, on SH, at SHI Stadium. Again, the Scarlet Knights having two players, Bo Melton, Isaiah Pacheco, in the NFL draft class, possibly. They're looking to get drafted this year. Could be a third round, fourth round, fifth round pick. We'll see where they go. Most likely they will get drafted, but those are the two names standing out right now for Rutgers, especially as the 2022 NFL draft is only one month away. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Locks of the Week, and then we'll continue our show. One, uh, one half hour down, we got 129 as it's 631. 
now left to go. Keep it going here on The Crew on WRSU FM New Brunswick, Tuesday edition on 88.7 FM and online at WRSU.org. Locks of the week here as we continue on hour one of the WRSU crew on 88.7 FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org. Eddie Kalegi with Alex Carminati, Amir Lighty, Brett Hahn, Ellis Gordon. I'll get started. Uh, first of all, a shout out to Ellis because I finally was able to get a solid lock two weeks ago because I followed Ellis's advice and went to the player props and I picked Evan Mobley our last episode to get more than 20 points. He got 22 and I told Alex that he was going to be wrong with Miles Bridges because he said he was going to get at least four assists and he only had three. So I technically went two for two that night. Thanks for rubbing it in, pal. Well, you know what? I want to rub it in for once because I'm like <laughs> one and eight this year. No, I get it. So I get it. Let's try to keep the streak going. The Knicks play the Hawks tonight at Madison Square Garden. There's probably going to be some tension there, especially since this time Trey Young is playing. Because if you remember on Christmas Day, the Hawks were without Trey Young, so this is his first time actually playing at the Garden since uh, the ser- the playoff series last year. Now. There's a good chance he's going to go off, but I think the Knicks could have a good offensive performance to try to offset that. The last time these two teams played at the Garden on Christmas Day, the Knicks attempted 53-pointers, and they hit 20 of them. They shot 40% from three. They won the game 101-87. Two of those top three-point shooters on this team, Alec Burks and R.J. Barrett. So I'm going to go with the bet that they will each make at least three three three-pointers tonight. So R.J. Barrett, Alec Burks, if you play that player prop, uh, I think they're both going to hit three threes. It's a plus 500 on uh, DraftKings. That's what I'd go with. Uh, Ellis, since I mentioned you, why don't you go next? Well, you uh, that's the game I was looking at. I i was debating what to do, and I was like, all right, I saw the Knicks last live, so why don't I hit a player prop? Now it's just searching the player prop. And, you know, that game, we, uh, the game I saw it live, they lost to the Jazz. Um, Amir, you were at that game, right? I saw your post yes, the story after posting it. Yes, Supporting sir, your we boy Donovan Mitchell. Supporting my boy Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is very good. That boy I, was first time I saw him live. He just a, looks different. He could be a future New York Knicks. Uh, you never also, know. Also, I just you know what? Nah, I'm a, I'm a wait for grind my gears. What I have to say about Knicks? Okay, but yeah, no. Mitchell was looking his passes to her. Anyway, not the point. Not the point. Um, the Knicks are a horrible franchise, but they do have one really good. <laughs> They do have one really good player I saw that I saw play, and I was like, this kid is different, and that is Emmanuel Quickly. Um, I am riding the hype train after seeing him live, Um, and I will go over. Randall's out, so someone's going to need a rebound. It's not like Quickly gets rebounds anyway, but I'll go over four and a half rebounds and over. Actually, you know what? Scrap the rebounds. I'm just going to go over 14 and a half points. I've lost all my um, parlays. So I'm just going to go over 14 and a half points for him tonight. He goes off, hits a couple threes, gets to the line a bit, and it makes two nice moves to the, get a layup, uh, two layups or so, and that's over 15 for me. That's a risk. I I mean, I, I think Emmanuel quickly is a pretty good player, but he is. Well, Eddie, Eddie what's, your, what's your record? Mine is like mine is like ten and two, so you know I think I'm expert at taking risks. I'm 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 calling out Ellis. You can't handle the truth. 
You yeah. can't handle the truth, Eddie. I'm you can't handle it. I'm calling Ellis out because he always talking about he's 10 and 2. He takes the most safest props and the freaking line on FanDuel are like minus 1,000. A manual quickly 14 and a half is not the safest. What are yeah, you talking about? It's not. Tonight it's not. Tonight that's not the safe. It's always not safe. That's like your first bold. That's like your first bold bet in like a long time. That's not even this true. This guy always bets just like you're like Just because you're like 5%. like 15 points. Like that's like minus 20,000 on FanDuel. Just because you're at five percent on your parlays, on. like come on, doesn't mean that I who, do non risky. What do you mean who? You said go me? back in the episode. Yeah, I said you. Just because you're five percent on your parlays doesn't hey, your mean I don't hit my a nice amount of money on play. parlays this I mean, week. We can boy. go back and look at all my. We made a, How much have you I, lost I, though? I didn't post it. <laughs> I won, That's I, what I want to know. Hey, you, you won a lot of money, handle the truth. <laughs> after the bets, after the bets I made this week, you I even probably out? evened out. All right, all right. Because your that. boy, you know, maybe hit like a little 10k or something. But that's what I'm saying. I saw I'm something like, on that. I yeah, saw that. I that was gonna, crazy. I, I thought say there's no way Shine Shop just. I ain't hit that. Gonna I'd be sick to my nothing. stomach if I even out on 10k. 10K? I ain't even saying nothing. I'm just sick to my stomach. I'm not saying nothing. man. Donovan Mitchell rigged it. That's what I'm saying. Let me just lose 10k. I ain't saying nothing, man. Well, if you're winning five figures, tell us your lock right now. Yeah, yeah, now y'all want to talk about my locks. Yeah, come on, Chad and Sean. I want to know how to go down. We'll be back here Tuesday, and Amir will be talking about this lock and how it grinds his gears. Go on. And now he blew the $10,000. Yeah, never. That, John, is in my savings. I'm not touching that. Well, you might have to spend like 500 on that dinner coming up soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, okay. But... If we want to talk you about you can't handle the truth. Oh my gosh, I can handle the truth. That's the only thing I can handle. But if we want to talk about locks, man, I mean, man, I can't stand the Knicks, and I'll tell you guys the reason why later. But I'm going Atlanta Hawks. I'm going money line. If you want to do a little two team, three team lay, I'm going money line Atlanta Hawks. I'm putting Trey at like twenty four points. I want to say 30, but I'm not going to reach. But I think he might drop 30 just because it's Trey. But then, again, he might shoot so many shots that he breaks a lot. So I'm going to go, like, 24 points for Trey and, like, two threes. The more shot he, shots he misses, the more hair he might lose. He is balding. I, I think we all know that. <laughs> he is <laughs> not balding. <laughs> right, that boy, right? That right. man is not balding <laughs> at all. He's got an interesting haircut. I don't know. I, I, so, I saw Amir. a big, uh, nice chunk of head right there. Amir, as the um, Donovan no, Mitchell insider, when does he come to the Knicks? He's not coming to the Knicks, man. He's <laughs> a smart man. Uh, avoid a James Dolan team. I, oh, I can't fire. talk to you about that man future, man, but I, you know. That's okay. At dinner in May, he can tell us all about it. Yeah, okay. May he's gonna be in playoffs. Eh, well, Utah, you never know. Could How big are you set. making this guest list now? <laughs> yeah, big. that's what I'm saying. Like big. this was supposed to be me, Alex. I think me, Alex. No, Gio I think Baker just, and no, your no, girlfriend. No. I think it was just me, Alex, and Shorty. And then he goes, "Yeah, bring Gio. Then oh, bring right, Donovan." Yeah. Like, whoa! Like, yeah, actually, you weren't these... you weren't here last time when he added Devontae Adams and Brandon Brown to the guest list. Yeah, let's do it. Now he's tweaking. LGB. Yeah. Alex, well, Alex has you lost have to, his marbles. You have to make sure if you win Amir, make the guest list as big as he's making. Right? <laughs> I should make right, him no, pay bring, the same no, amount of money that you're I'm bringing Ron. I'm bringing Luke. I'm bringing Oscar. I'm bringing bring the whole team. Bring us. Bring your girl. Yeah, I'm bringing everyone uh. if I win this bet. And the whole team about to be fed. What's what, would, what would Coach Peichel and um and uh, Alex well, talk about? Well, that's well, my question. Well, let's you know say Alex is gonna freaking 
what? talk his ear off to Pikeel, man. He's we can talk about him, the Long Island drivers. He's gonna be drivers, giving Alex though. the offensive, like he's gonna be giving Pikeel the offensive sets he had in oh, his mind. It's <laughs> like, all right, Mag's got to run in the corner, take a shot. He's gonna be, yeah, he's gonna be like, listen, <laughs> listen, this is the lineup for next year. This is how we need to do it. I'm telling coach, you, have you ever me. tried the triangle offense? No, <laughs> listen, 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 coach. I don't listen, tell the coach. coach what he does. The coach gets paid to do that for a reason. Listen, coach. I, don't do I know exactly what we need. Put me on the coaching staff. I'll get him right. I'll get him right. <laughs> right. Listen, listen. listen. Well, 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 let's say I do lose his bet. I can officially make my promise that I bought Steve Peichel dinner. I'm going to officially make my promise. Because I've been promising that for two years on Nightline. That I'm going to get Steve Peichel, C. Vivian Stringer, and Greg Schiano all at the same table. And I'm buying steak. Mm. It's going to happen. Mm. You also promised that to Neil. So you got uh, lot, and Neil. Lot of you That's right. My good friend Neil from Times Square. RJ Barrett's. You know what? You know what, down. Amir? Let's add Neil from Times Square on the guest list, too. Because he's a phenomenal guy. Neil it's from a nightline regular. He's a nightline regular. He's a nightline regular? Nightline regular. He's a good friend of mine. Good friend. Good friend of mine. Neil, how you doing, man? I hope you're listening. Phenomenal fella. That's a great friend. I'll go with my lock. Okay. All right, go ahead. Milwaukee and, the, and Chicago, oh the boy. team that the, uh, that will eventually lead to Amir buying me dinner along <laughs> with Geo Baker, Ron Harper, Donovan Mitchell, and the whole crew. But anyway, uh, Bulls and Bucks in Milwaukee tonight. Over-unders, 233.5. Take the over. Take the over. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Two what? 233.5. It's 235 now. T- really? Yeah. I'm looking take, at the line. Still take the over. I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally making the same game parlay. Still take the over. Here's you why. So? Take the over. It's going to be a heck of a dogfight. The spread is six, but uh, they're projecting it seven. to be a two-point game. No, it's seven. It's seven now? Mm-hmm. My thing's behind here. I don't know what it <laughs> is. Your locks like, keep li- changing on I'm your I'm literally doing my parlays right now. I'm trying to like... They are. The cha- anyway, it's in that range somewhat. Whatever it is, if it's 233 and a half, 235, take the over. It's going to be more of a high-scoring game than you expect. I expect overtime, especially tonight. I think it's going to be a good, good matchup down to the wire. A possible Eastern Conference final matchup. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully not, because I do want that free yes, dinner. Sir. But yes, um, in general, <laughs> it could be. It could be. And it's going to be a really good matchup between two central teams. And fun fact, the last time I took an over-under, I went with the over. Brett, it was last week on Nightline right. during the spring break. It was the Rutgers-Notre Dame game. I said, take the over. The uh, I think it was like 100 or something. I don't remember what it was exactly. 131.5. It was, was way over. over that. It was an 89-87 final in double overtime. Rutgers mm-hmm. lost the game. Okay, fine. But I can still say that I got that. I'll take that as my lock of the week. I'll take this as my lock of the week this week. Go with the over. <laughs> I'm putting the over at 230. I'm, I'm changing the line to 230. Go it over, pal. The last time okay, the Bulls and Bucks played, it was 230. It was 118-112 was the final. Really? Okay, my question is, does Giannis make a three tonight? Does Giannis make a three tonight? Yeah, he's 0-2 for the past three games. But he's for hole? some reason versus OKC, he wants to go four for four. Like, <laughs> I can't stand when people freaking go off against my team. Shout out Trey Mann, too. Trey Mann dropped 30 last night. Just want y'all to know that. Shout out Josh Giddy too. Those are the two best rookies in the league. That's all I'm saying. Trey Who's Kate Cunningham? Not the best rookie. Who's Josh Giddy? You got you to gotta, you gotta, either Look the shoes Ellis. Ellis is becoming my villain. I, I'm agreeing with Josh. Villain, bro. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you, Josh Giddy. Yeah. But don't tell me Trey Mann with those shooting splits is the best That's rookie. That's what he is now. You said what? Don't tell me Trey Mann with those shooting splits is the second best the, with rookie the, in the with league. The, what? the shooting splits. The shooting splits? His shooting splits. Yeah, okay. You know, but he shoots. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Did K drop 30-something And already? thank you. By the way, I want to address Alex. Thank you for calling me Max Kellerman. That's unlike, an insult. Unlike That's Skip an insult. That Bayless, was a compliment. That is a compliment. Max Kellerman's a clown. 
Max Kellerman you, is a joke. You, how dare you? How dare you say you were Skip Bayless? Yes, Max Kellerman is the joke where Skip Bayless is the epitome of quality sports analysis. Thank you, Chris. Skip Bayless is the definition of class act sportscasters. We're going to have to tweet the poll out again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Chris says no. All right, now. What was the vote for that? I didn't even see that. That's right. He's the boss. What was the vote for that? I didn't even realize. Max Kellerman won by a lot twice. Are you serious? But I'll check the second time exactly. Can we be honest? sure it's like 86 to 14. You said that last time. They were pretty high. You said that last time, and none of us voted last time because this reason. You can't make the same excuse twice, Alex. Skip is the man. Skip is so underrated. It's it's unfair. I got a lock of the week for y'all. Brett, go ahead. Brett, go ahead. Because I, I I've only lost once, so I mean we, we have to keep the you, good you times rolling. Brett, every single time you have to preamble. Oh, about... here we go. Because yeah, because Al's not on a roll oh, here. So, it's it's all good. Guy. Keep in we're mind, it's all good. Amir's gonna owe me dinner, but he still owes you Chick Fil A, Brett. Don't forget that, okay? Yeah, we're gonna have to review the tape at some point. I went back to recordings and I knew what I said. I said what I said right, and I forgot. Oh my God, I got a screen recording said in the chat. I said if whatever happens, Brett owes us Chick Fil A. Said he was down. And I fully said that. I had to go back again and screen record it, and I heard it. I promise you. If you have it, that. if you have it, we're going to play on tonight's guys, show. Guys, by the way, sure I'm never right. doing in that. Second, I'll put that the on there. <laughs> no way. The, sec the second time we voted, the second time we voted, Max Kellerman actually went from 84% to 86% in the votes. Wow. wow. Improving. They, they know quality on Twitter our talent. Twitter rigged it. Twitter what? rigged it. What it's rigged. What? How can it's fake news? Oh my, oh my god. god. Rigged. I'm over you. I'm over you, Alex. Get out of my face. Rick, go ahead. Before, before we debate Max Kellerman v. Skip Bayless part three, because that seems to be where Locks of the Week always goes. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna continue my streak here. I, I was trying to find a good, you know, player prop. That that's been my go to. Shout out to Ellis again for that. Because I was just doing money line in the beginning and that got kind of stale quickly. So I'm actually gonna go with something different. I'm gonna go win margin today, and Warriors are playing the Magic, and I I think they're gonna blow them out. I mean, I mean this isn't even a question. So Golden State Warriors 11 plus point win margin plus 140. Stop Locking playing because I'll put that in right now. It's plus 140 I will put on FanDuel. He'll right put now. it in and somehow <laughs> it, it, I lose, it won't happen. I lose 250 because of you, Alec. I mean, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, I promise you. As long as it's not my money, <laughs> no, it's gonna <laughs> hit. It's gonna hit. Brett, Brett, if I lose two fifty, you sound like a politician right now when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah uh, twenty twenty four. Here I come. But if I put the house on it and it doesn't hit, it's nice oh job, well. Mr. Politician. Why would you put your house on plus one forty though? Because. Is this the minus 10K so, origin Amir story? Amir has so many <laughs> houses, man. He just puts the house on everything. No, I don't. Are you kidding me? L listen, listen. I've seen those crazy listen, parlays you, okay, you wait, make. Wait, wait. You guys want me to read you my parlay right now? My sure. Go ahead. Sure. Sure. My shame this. game. Uh, Clippers versus Nuggets. Reggie Jackson, six plus assists. And okay. Jokic over 22 points. 22 and a half. I agree with that. Yeah. Atlanta Hawks money line. Trey Young, two threes. And Trey Young over 22 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Uh, R.J. Barrett over twenty and a half, Fournier over three 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 uh, three threes made. That's a good one. That's a good one. He he, he yeah, hits. Him. I, I he know. Hits I him. know. That's a little scary. I know. And he, scary money don't make no money though. Debatable. Scary money don't make no money. Fournier debatable. plays well in the it depends on Fifth Temper. Yo, when I was watching him, bro, that yo. Oh my God! I'm gonna tell y'all about this fan motor grind my gears, bro. I'm gonna tell y'all about it, man. It was so annoying. But that man was chopping every three that went up. 
I promise you the Knicks probably went like 20 for like 27 at threes versus the Jazz. That's like the only reason why they stayed in that game for a while. But, okay, so yeah, Fournier over three plus threes. Chicago Bulls, Milwaukee Bucks over 20, uh, 229.5, so 230. Pick. That's a good move. And then I think I'm going to put one hockey. I'm going to put the Calgary Flames over the San Jose Sharks. Okay, I can see that. And for right now, that's a plus 1,575. It keeps going down. So if I put 10 on it, it's a, to one, the, uh, win 157. I might put 100. And if, you, and if you win, what is that, 1570 or something like that? Uh, for what a hundred? If if, if I put, w- if I put a hundred on, it's a thousand five hundred seventy-five. Yeah. So, oh wow! I say you no, do I'm putting, it. I'm putting I'm putting no. like I'm putting like forty. Put a hundred because you're gonna need all the money you need in yeah, May for but, our dinner. Pal. Okay, I'm put a hundred, and then when I don't have, <laughs> I put a hundred, lose that hundred, and then put two fifty on the Warriors, lose for the winning margin. I might be broke. So look like I can't pay no one At for the end no of the day, dinner. you're paying for it. So, you know, we'll, I ain't we'll, paying. we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, watch you're probably going to pay for it. Don't worry. Watch the Man, watch what the, Ball, watch, what the Bulls about I'm to do. saying it right now. Bulls are first-run exit. Bulls are first-run exit. Uh, first-run exit. I don't know about that one. <laughs> it depends who they play. I don't know about that I, one. I don't really know First-run exit for the Bulls. I think they have a second-round floor. Right? Yeah, they could. No, they in could. my opinion. They right? They, they have a second-round yeah. floor. Right? I hope it's yeah. first round exit. I just, I want that free dinner. I think they're I want winning. that free dinner they're really not, badly. No. <laughs> the Bulls are winning the playoff series, in my watch opinion. This. Once they watch get to this. the second it's okay. round, Alex, I, I Eddie, don't know. Eddie, watch this. It's fine. It's fine. When they win, I'm going to be in Alex's face. No, Yo, oh my gosh. I hope, I hope the Bulls get to the Eastern Conference Finals. The way my, the group chat is going to blow up, I'm going to We're going to have a fun out. crew episode, Bro, too. We're gonna, yo, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to be broke. What is, we have, what, like 10 games left until playoffs? Yeah. It's not like that, yeah, right? Yeah, like 8, 10 games. Holy crap. Bro. Ow. Bro, I graduated in like a month. Wow. Two, two months. Oh my God, I'm scared. This is crazy. Yo, li- yo, what? Where was that play? Yo, that means playoff hockey is soon too. <laughs> now, if y'all want to know about playoff hockey, oh, it's incredible. That is probably a top three sport. Absolutely, I promise Absolutely. you. I love playoff basketball, but top, but playoff hockey is like kind of unmatched. Huh. It's just nuts because the fans, because it's always crowded. Oh my god! Especially yeah. the Canadian teams, even though they always fold. I'm just saying. Oh, the Maple Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> Canadians. Um, Jets. Um. <laughs> Even though the Jets are like my second favorite team, no third actually, but um, it's just unmatched. Like it, the atmosphere is crazy. It's just oh, I can't wait for playoff hockey, man. I can't wait. Oh man, it's almost April. Warm weather is coming, man. It's a good move, guys. Speaking We're... of almost April, completely random. Okay. Jacob Degrom, first outing of spring training, two innings, struck out five of the seven batters he faced, ninety-nine miles an hour, thirty pitches. He's All the right, truth. Now stay healthy. I don't know. The who Mets is that. are now the truth. Healthy. Who is that? Mets? Is he? Is he vaccinated? The, is the, is is the he best vaccinated? pitcher in baseball. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But then again, you know what? As a, if it's a pitcher, I'm not as worried because, you know, they only play once every five days. Yeah, but still yeah, it's a problem. It is, yeah. What I'm more worried about is how many position players because there's Nimmo and then potentially James McCann, which would mean Tomas Nito is the catcher every oh, day, which is... <laughs> Pete Alonso, too. No, Pete, right. no, Pete, Pete is. Oh, oh Pete, Pete is? is. Oh, yeah. Pete is. Oh, okay. Pete is. Okay. Yeah. Because I was seeing a lot of names, and I'm like, man, if if we're without half our lineup on home games, that, that would be a totally man, Mets man fan thing to happen. We got Robinson Cano, though, and he's happily vaccinated, and oh, maybe sure he's off I the don't juice. care about Cano. <laughs> Cano. Cano needs to warm the bench up. He like, was play, he's playing the field hey, today hey, in the spring game. He's playing Robinson second. Robinson Cano, like, that's my man. Hey, hey, Robinson Cano and the Yankees was fine. Robinson Cano and the Mets is 
like Cespedes well, level. I don't, I don't care how good. Year are we in? He's only know. forty, Brett. I don't care he's how only good. What? He's, the he's forty. <laughs> Take your retired old self. And Max Max Scherzer is vaxxed. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Yeah, that's good to know. Max Scherzer. Go home. Go home. You're done. Robinson Cano. Oh my god. You gosh. can't handle the truth. He can't. Snow go can't home. handle the truth. And I'm pretty sure he probably took like 300 mil from the Yankees, didn't he? I mean, he, he, he's contract. made good money from the Mariners. He's he made good, good money from the Yankees. This guy's like three twenty-four, something like that. I think. Yeah, bro. Like Take your own. Oh, it's pretty high contract. Cash it out and move. Yeah, bro. No matter how good the Mets roster construction is. Nah, I'm shout not... out Pete Alonso though. I'll never forget watching him in the home run derby. Now I like I I mess with him so heavy now, and I don't even know him. But I saw him the way he was playing. I mean, hitting the home runs. I was like, yeah, I won. I, I He's called him. the polar bear for a reason. I well, the Mets him. always underperform. I've always been, I've always been a reason, Mets so. fan over the Yankees, though. So I kind of like. I agree. Let's go, Amir. That's great to hear. I hate the Yankees. And I have to. That's because, Amir, that kind of like goes with your personality of not winning ever. So, I mean, my, oh. te- my teams win. Chelsea just won a Champions League last Chelsea. year. You're Chelsea. I forgot you're Chelsea. Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup three times in the last in, in the decade. Hey, why are you a Blackhawks fan? Because of Patrick Kane. <laughs> That's a good reason. Patrick Kane. That's why I started Kane's getting into hockey good. when I was younger. I love Patrick Kane, but that's I, I'm also Devils because I'm just from here. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. Uh, sadly, the th- I mean, well, wait, the Mets aren't good. Three-one. I mean, they are good, but like they are. You know. Bro, bro. <laughs> Six in the power <laughs> rankings until we collapse in the second Durant, half. I said, that, I said, I said, I said I'm, not, I'm not forgiving Durant until he goes back to OKC for one season and trying one more time. That's not going to happen. That's <laughs> not going to happen. He should go to the Rockets and try there. What? For what? Oh, uh, you're a Rockets fan. Boo. Just so one of nah. my teams can win a championship. <laughs> I've never seen one. <laughs> no, I've never what? seen one yet. Wait, Wait, I've never seen one yet. What? Mets, Jets, and... Uh, 2015 was my closest, and Lucas Duda happened. It's a no, don't make me relive to Lucas Duda and Jerry's family on that World Series. Brad's okay. As a Thunder fan, I haven't seen a championship either, man. I've, I, hey, but I, you've I, seen other ones. It. None of my they teams have won any league. All your Jets, Mets oh, yeah. fans. I've seen three. I've seen three. I've seen, I've seen who? one. Who? Cardinals and nice. Packers. Ooh. I've seen three. I've Cardinals. seen the Eagles and seven. I've seen the Eagles. Oh, yeah. my five. The Eagles. Who else do I like? Do I like anyone else? Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen in Formula You, That's you like Max Verstappen? Heck yes. Charles Leclerc all the way. Ah, uh, you Ferrari little bum. <laughs> I mess. I like them all. But, Actually, I don't but, care that much. I mean, did, my, you, did you watch my, the documentary Drive to Survive? Yeah, that's so good, year, right? I was that's gonna good. watch that. It's so good. fun. It's so fun. I'm also Lewis Hamilton fan. Love Lewis Hamilton. Love Lewis Hamilton. Think he's the goat. Think he's fully the goat. I don't care what anyone says. But I just got sick and tired of him winning every year. Did you see what happened to Verstappen <laughs> with a couple laps left in the first yes, race? <laughs> Verstappen. The engine, and then it happened to Sergio Perez. Verstappen's a little out because the engine gave out. The engine stalled out. And so yeah, he spun out. All right, can I? Can we? Sorry, Eddie, you might not like this, but F one is just so much more entertaining than NASCAR. It is. Oh, I it is. Agree. The storylines. The storylines. No, are but NASCAR, no, you're just going NASCAR in a circle. I'm turning left. I'm yeah. turning left. Okay, what watch. Is turning watch, left doing? The ra- watch the race on Sunday at the Circuit of the Americas, which is, by the way, a track that F one uses. That F one uses in, yeah. in, in Texas. Yeah. That's where NASCAR Brown is this weekend. Brown all the way, baby. Brandon, Brandon Brown's Brown not even in the top. You don't even know. You only like him because that one time. Oh, it is. It is on. It's not the white hey, guy. Wait, but not, oh but serious, all serious though. Shout out Kyle Busch if he still races. I yes. used to love Kyle Busch. Yes. If he still he's races, old. did he win does when he I was a kid? I am a junior or Kyle Busch senior. No, that's there's Kurt. Kurt Bush is the brother. Is, who still that, races, Kurt's, I think. Is Kurt's, Kurt's still yeah, Kurt's the only one. Left I remember the race good old Tony Stewart. Yeah. 
Really? Tony Stewart. Good old what Tony a, Stewart. Oh my God, Jimmy the Johnson. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Johnson. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> Dale Dale Richard Eddards. Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex. Oh my Yo, God. Yo, bro, I remember NASCAR. Hold on now. I'm kind of remembering I don't know this. any of the new drivers, but all the I old guys. Brad the new Brown, drivers. baby. Yep. All I know is Bubble. I Alex, you take some... Like bum from NASCAR. I love Brandon Brown. He's my oh favorite. My I don't God. know anyone from NASCAR now except if if Kyle yeah. Bush still races. Kyle is that, yeah, that, that has to be purely political reasons, Alex. Absolutely. Uh, well, <laughs> then, there, then there's Watkins Glen, Elliot Sadler. I don't know if you guys. Oh, know I remember who that Elliot is. Sadler. I remember yeah. that. He would name. only do those wacky tracks. Yes. Yeah. I forgot I, what they call them. Wacky but, tracks. No, I forgot what they call them. Lack of a better term. Wacky track in NASCAR. You're just turning. No, lack of a better term. They have a name for it. That's why F1's cool. F1. You're in the street. You're in the streets, driving country. around. Yeah, bro. Monaco. Do you know the Monaco race? Yeah, that race. Yes. The personalities: Daniel Ricciardo, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Like Daniel? NASCAR can can like go to the Brandon side. Brown's a phenomenal person. Stop <laughs> saying that, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. 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 NASCAR <laughs> has some good personalities. NASCAR has some good personalities. Not Brandon Brown. He's By the great. way, Brandon Brown only won that race because there were no lights at the track and it got dark. <laughs> And that's why he won. So the, the, the crowd was behind him. That's all Some, I know. Uh, <laughs> Man, come on. Come on. This that needs is, to stop right is, now. Yeah, this is crazy. This is what happens when you bring up freaking NASCAR and F1. So, like, when you just bring up motorsports. It brings up Alex talking about Brandon Brown's NASCAR scrub over and over again. Just every every Has time the show, yet? five times. Has he no, won yet? He's, I don't know. Okay, he's not He's bad. He's, he's not even bad. Wait, wait, Eddie, not do good. You, okay, wait. Eddie, do you watch NASCAR like every time? Most, yes, most of the time. Now, let me tell you about Brandon, okay. Brown. Brandon, like Brown, Brandon Brown. Brandon Brown, Brandon Brown has been around for like 10 years. Brandon Brown has never even made it to the top series before. He's still in the minor <laughs> leagues. Brandon Brown has only won one race in his career, and it's because there were no lights at the track, and it was dark, and he was the leader at that time. He's a goat, and baby. I watched on Saturday. He was in fourth place. He was running well, and they just spun out by himself and crashed and finished like third. If that's not a more political representation, <laughs> I don't know what Who is. Who is this guy? I blame inflation for this. Who is Wait, do you not know? Oh, wait, no, this is not the politics part. Obama was president. There's nothing to do with inflation. He's got it better now. <laughs> oh That's God. terrible. That's terrible, bro. Oh, it's funny. Just funny. What do we do? Like, where did? I, okay, wait, Eddie. I have a question. Did, okay, when did you start watching NASCAR? And like, when did you like like since he wanted to torture himself of happiness? <laughs> when I really followed it was probably about 2011. So what got oh, wow. you into it? Uh, uh, cars and I don't okay. know. I just stumbled across yeah. the Daytona 500. Rascal Flatts. Like, yeah, okay. cool. Life's right, the okay. highway, baby. I'll give him that. I have a follow-up question that for you. That is so Eddie. random. Bro, I miss, okay, do you remember when NASCAR? I only I used to love NASCAR because obviously I love cars and everything. When NASCAR had the spoilers, yeah. Those cars look so cool. Yeah, I thought they were the coolest thing ever. But, but they I had to change them. that because whenever was, a car went backwards, it would go like flying up in the air. So really, yeah, because of the spoiler. Yeah, yeah, it was too heavy. So like when they went backwards, like the drag would pick it up in the air. There was like a couple like really bad flips, so they had to like change those. That's why those are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, do you actually watch every lap? Or like, do you? Okay. Do, or or not, do you, you kind of just look at your do, phone and then you realize it's a checkered lap. lap. Okay, do you just sit on your couch and just have it on, and then you look, you watch like ten laps yeah. going. Yeah, and phone, there's certain races watch. that are really boring. There are certain races where, as Ellis would say, they just go around in circles no, and it's kind of boring. No, but there are other ones that are interesting. Like, yeah, Brandon well, like, Brown. Which one? No, <laughs> no, he's, he's not a race. It's not a race track, Ellis. Yeah, Richmond is dumb small. The Bristol's another one. You just go around in a circle. Yeah, that going. 
And they had a race at the LA Coliseum this year Alabama. at the beginning, which was like inside. Was it cool? the, yeah, it was inside the football stadium, that so it was, was really nice. tiny. That was yeah. nice. Was it cool? That was yeah. Nice. Oh, that's nice. crazy. It was very nice. Inside the Coliseum. And the, yeah, they randomly brought out Ice Cube for like a concert in the middle of the race, which was really funny too. You're lying. <laughs> yes, I gotta send it to you. With all of that. What? <laughs> yes. It's what? nearing. It's nearing the top of the hour. It's seven what? o'clock. <laughs> After that phenomenal conversation, we'll take a quick break. We have Rutgers men's lacrosse's. Bot- I can't stop laughing. You can. <laughs> All right, as, as as Amir takes a chill pill, we'll come back with Rutgers men's lacrosse. Bobby Russo and Brian Cameron joined me earlier today and on Saturday after their after the uh, the, the, the Knights' win at Hofstra this past weekend.